Welcome back to Primetime Kansas City. It is game week. The long, long, long offseason. The dreaded offseason is over. Your favorite segment has returned. Lock of the week, underdog of the week, where we give you horrific betting advice. But before we dive into that, we've got a special episode today. It is Mizzou K-State week. It is the battle of the podcast. And so he wouldn't be outnumbered. John has brought on his brother, Matt. Matt, welcome <laughs> to the show. Thank you. I literally just worked through more more uh, technical difficulties, but hopefully I can figure it out. I, I, guess I'm, I guess I'm too old to know how to work Discord. But no, thanks for having me. And uh, look forward to chatting about uh, a nice, uh, I guess, Big 8 rivalry, but I guess Big 12 rivalry in my head. So looking forward to it. All right, well... Let's go ahead and get this thing going. So, Mizzou and K-State, both 1-0, both beat uh, their Week 1 opponents pretty convincingly, as they should have. This game's going to be taking place in Manhattan. The early lines were a little higher than the current line. The current line is Kansas State minus 8 on ESPN. We'll start with the K-State experts. Uh, Start with John. What do you think of this line? What do you think of this matchup? Um, you know, honestly, this is around where I thought the line would be at. I think a few people thought that Kansas State would be favored by a little less. Um, but I don't know. I think I think there's a little more uncertainty with Mizzou. Um, but look, you still have to look at it as a as a as a college football line, right? So week two of college football at eight and a half is not not something I want to read into too much. But we'll we'll have to see how it plays out. I think it was relatively fair specifically honing in on the line, given the way both teams played. All right, Matt, what do you think of the line? What do you think of the matchup? Uh, My first inclination, honestly, was that the line was a little high. I kind of figured they would, uh, like, do something like seven and a half or maybe, honestly, even seven to where you didn't didn't get to – you didn't get to just think, oh, it's it's a touchdown game, so I'll bet – uh, I'll bet Mizzou on it. Um, but yeah, I mean, going into the year, I, I've, I'm pretty confident about this K-State team, uh, especially the the ones, uh, you know, starters across the board, special teams, defense, offense. There is a lot of talent, um, you know, especially on the defensive end, uh, defensive side of things. They've got a talented defensive line. And then um, although there's some, some new stuff uh, in the secondary. They've also kind of got the what I'll call Oklahoma State effect going on, where they've got some grown men still playing college sports. Um, and uh, at least one of them, Will Honus, uh, who was like a transfer from Nebraska, isn't going to be able to play. He's he's hurt again, but um, in this game particularly. But um, the more I've thought about it, you know, the more I think it's, it's probably um, – not all that unfair of a line. The last time, um, you know, last couple times K-State has had a, a team that a lot of people have been high on and they've hosted a non-conference opponent at home. Uh, they've, they've really uh, played pretty well. Um, now it's back in like the Snyder days, but uh, they Miami came into Manhattan and got uh, absolutely run out of there. Um they played Auburn the year after Auburn made the uh, national championship game and K-State lost, but I mean, really held their own. And if it wasn't for Tyler Lockett dropping a ball in the end zone that turned into an interception and three missed field goals, they, they probably should have won. So 
um yeah i I, the more i think about it the more i think it's it's a fairly fair line all right we've got the k-state perspective on it a little bit josh what do you think about it for more of a mizzou fan standpoint eight now open at eight and a half what do you think uh yeah i mean the betting person in me says to take mizzou but at the same time Everyone, I swear from July, has been like, this K-State team is a team you don't want to be going up against. And when you say that kind of stuff, I'm expecting a double-digit line. But, I mean, I just haven't done that much research on K-State. I know they got Deuce Vaughn, that's really, and Adrian Martinez. But, I mean, it'll be an interesting game, to say the least. I I think it's going to go the Wildcats' way. I don't know yet. But Mizzou just didn't look promising in my opinion there was definitely some kinks that they need to work out but that's always in week one yeah no i mean i think both teams k-state defensively obviously looked better than mizzou did uh but even k-state you know you look at adrian martinez really didn't show a ton week one and that's you know not the end of the world when you're winning by 34 points well that'll be another thing to look at this week you'd have to think experience wise the wildcats have the advantage here at quarterback this week with Martinez, who's played in a ton of big games, versus Cook, who I mean, this is going to be his first true road start of his career. It'll be interesting to see how he does that against, I mean, appearing to be a pretty solid defense. I saw the line at 8.5, and, and I thought it was a tad high. I think 8 kind of resembles it a little better. Um, and, like, and like we've talked about on this podcast previewing this game before, I think – it really comes down to Mizzou is not quite there yet. They're forming something. They've got a lot of talent on the team, but it's not really developed. It's pretty young. Does K-State come here next year? They do. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I was going to say, I think this matchup is one – I was going to say, I think this matchup for Mizzou is one year too early. That's, so. what, that's, that's what we've talked about on this podcast before is next year, I think, in Columbia, it benefits Mizzou a lot more when you consider it will probably be – Sam Horn at quarterback. It'll be year two of Luther Burden and some of these other guys. But right now, speaking right now, I do think K-State more seasoned, uh, more more well put together than Mizzou. And so I think, uh, while I do think this ends up being a really solid game, I do think Kansas State ends up winning this one. Would you say this is a test for Mizzou? Or this is, I mean, I obviously know this is a test for Mizzou, but would you say this is a test for K-State or this would be an embarrassing loss? For K State, if they lost, I mean, I, I wouldn't. I could say it could be considered. I wouldn't say it's embarrassing no. at this point. I mean, especially week two, it's still very early in the season. I mean, crazier things have happened here, but I definitely think that you have to look at it as like K State is deservedly favored here. I mean, I another thing I just think that Mizzou's really going to struggle with is Brady Cook getting the ball out against. Uh, Kansas State's defensive line is, I think, a glaring um, problem that they're going to have to deal with. But we'll have to see. I I don't think it's embarrassing, though. I think that'd be a little far. I I think embarrassing might be a little far, but I think when you look at the expectations that a lot of K-State fans have for this team, I think it would be, uh, like, at the very least, like, I'll go ahead and say, like, incredibly disappointing. Incredibly might be a little strong, but... 
when you look at K-State's schedule, they've got the five road game, four home game, Big 12 slate. So they, they, they already are behind the eight ball there. And one of their home games, whenever they have this schedule, is KU. So they really only get like the benefit of a home field advantage uh, against in a game that you would that you would want or need it in 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 three uh, in three games in the Big Twelve, and so if you can't beat Missouri at home, um, and maybe Missouri you know turns out to just be a much better team than everyone thinks right now, but I, I can tell you you know driving home on Saturday, if if Missouri comes out on top, it's gonna the way that K State fans think about this season will just be will be drastically different because I think there's a uh, a a lot of uh, optimism that this could be the best year under Kleiman and Kleiman's gotten to eight wins before and I I struggle to see a path to nine wins if you're losing to Missouri at home and that's that's once again just assuming that Missouri is that about the team we we think they are you know maybe maybe Mizzou figures it out and. You know, if they're if they end up as a ten win SEC team, then fine, you get over this loss. Um, but if they're you know six, seven, eight wins on their own right, I, I think I think you've got a lot of uh, you've got a lot of disappointed Wildcat fans if they can't come away with it. I think it's the one for both teams non con game that you could I guess afford to lose more so in Mizzou's side that they can. You know, if they want to make a bowl this year, if they, other to, three wins. if they want to get to that threshold, this is one, the only non-con that they could afford to lose. Uh, but it's also the one non-con that you really want. Obviously, you're playing teams like uh, Louisiana Tech, Abilene Christian, for, and then New Mexico State. And, and you obviously want those, but you're probably going to get all three of those. This is the one that, and I think it's a big game for Drinkwitz as well. I think it's one of those games that if you're able to come out with, if you're Mizzou, like you said with K-State, you look at the season a lot differently if you lose this game. I think you look at the season a lot differently if you're Mizzou and you win this game. I think your expectations, I mean, I do think the, the ceiling goes up a little bit if you're able to go to Manhattan and win this game. Uh, nothing crazy. Would you classify this as Drinkwitz's biggest win? I mean, it'd be, it, it would be tough. It, it, it would probably depend on how K-State does the rest of the year. I think you still, for me, I go back to beating LSU, even though they didn't end up being that great. That's that what year. I'm saying. That was probably yep. the big, biggest win. And then obviously last year versus Florida, I guess, on the overtime two-point play was probably one of the other ones. But I don't think Drinkwitz has a mark, like a that marquee win yet. Uh, and this, this could definitely end up being one of them if this K-State team ends up being what pro- people are projecting them to be, especially it being a true road game. I mean, just going off that, the fact that you just said us beating a six and six team in overtime is one of his marquee ma- wins. I mean, this is year three of Drinkwitz. That is kind of sad. Well, look, that was year two of Drinkwitz, and let's let's be completely honest. Years one and two, when you take over a program, he's kind of sweeping up the the dog shit that Barry Odom left. Like a lot of those guys had nothing to do with Drinkwitz. Those are just the leftovers. It's really, I believe, year three is when you start to see, and that's why I think there's a lot of pressure on Drinkwitz this year is year three is when you start to see you you need to start seeing the change you need to start seeing the improvement you need to start seeing a a new identity uh but man in college football it's awfully hard to just turn it around immediately that's that's a tough task to ask a guy should we go into game predictions well i mean i think i think everyone here's got the same team winning but we can go into it (laughs) 
I mean, before we before we make official picks, I just want to make a couple notes. So we talked about you guys talked about next year's game. I think what would make next year's game very interesting is if Deuce Vaughn doesn't go to the NFL. Uh, you guys, I, I heard you talking about it last week, and Deuce Vaughn probably will go to the NFL this year. Um, although you never know with running backs, but he could he could technically play for th- two more years after this one. So it could be some real Perry syndrome going on there. Um, but I think that would make next year, um, you know, really interesting. And and this is the the last point I'll make. I, I said this to John, but like I think Deuce Vaughn is an absolute elite college player. And I'm not, I mean, I don't want to be the, I don't want to just have like the media hates us narrative uh, going on here. But like, I don't, I don't know if everyone in the national, you know, landscape understands how, how much of a impact player he is. And so I'll, I'll leave, I'll leave you with this. I think that if Lou Burden has the impact on offensive production that deuce vaughn has had mizzou fans will think hey that guy lived up to the hype i mean i just think that is how elite deuce vaughn has been that you know you wouldn't know that uh he could have been a a five-star guy and everyone would be like yeah i mean he that's the type of guy he is so um i i think um yeah just just want to put that out there that would make things a lot more interesting next year um and i guess maybe a, a teaser as to where my game pick uh, will go, but just wanted to get that out there for Deuce because I think he's a uh, just a elite uh, college football player. He is pretty damn good. I think that's how we all kind of felt with Beatty last year too. Is like nobody. I, say, really, I mean, we had this feeling with Beatty. And, I mean, really, Beatty already. Not, I don't think Beatty's as good as Deuce. Beatty did get cut. Yeah, yeah he did. Got cut. He got uh, resigned, I think, to the practice squad. But yeah, the point being, just like I think, especially when you're not. In Oklahoma, you're not one of these big-time marquee programs. Guys like this fly under the radar. Uh, but I don't think anybody around here underestimates the talent and the ability that Deuce Vaughn has. I mean, we literally, when we were previewing next year's game, that was the, the first question I asked John is if Deuce will even be there because that's, prob- like, that's probably the biggest factor in that game if he is there next year. Yeah, and I mean, I think the thing about Deuce Vaughn that is extra big, though, is that he did it from the freshman year. Like, that, even the first game that K-State incidentally lost to Arkansas State, you could tell from the beginning that he was ridiculous. The one thing I only disagree with Matt on is, like, I don't know, man. I feel like it's highly unlikely he's here next year. Wait, Deuce Vaughn isn't a senior? He's a junior. Oh, he ain't going to be back. He's not coming back. With a COVID year, though. So, he, he if he wanted to play for for three more this year and two more, he could do that. If he isn't, if he isn't in the NFL within two, I'd be shocked. I would be as well. Like he uh, should go to the NFL this year, or transfer to a power, like a major, major school. What did, like, John, you just said he should go to the NFL this year and tra- transfer to a major no, school. No, I said he should, I said he should either go to the NFL this year or transfer to like a major okay. school, like a, a Bama, Georgia, Something where it's like that spotlight can be on you. Eh, maybe. I mean, who's all gonna be in attendance for this game? Because I know, I know, I know, I'm going. Yeah, I am going. Matt, I, will you be making an appearance? Man out. Yeah, I'll be there as well. I'll be watching it uh, on my phone. <laughs> I'll, I'll be busy, but yeah, I'll be I'll be paying attention. 
But yeah, uh, score predictions. Are we doing that? Sure. All right. Uh, whoever wants to get us kicked off. I'll start. I, I'm the most outlandish. I have a $20 bet on this game <laughs> with my buddy. And I made it back in January. And let's just say I, I don't feel conf- confident in the Tigers. But I got Tigers 28, K-State 23. So you got oh. Mizzou winning. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Put that next to Mizzou winning the tur- making the tournament. <laughs> winning the tournament. <laughs> All right, John, what's your um, score prediction? Yeah, I've got Kansas State uh, 24, Mizzou 10. Okay. If we score 10 fucking points, I'm <laughs> sorry. That, that's what it comes I K-State's <sighs> defensive line literally suffocate. I know it was South Dakota, but like. Okay, they, but at the same time, I've, I mean, seeing Luther Burden last last week. And just what seeing he, Brady Cook last week. Brady Cook did not make me confident whatsoever. I hate to say it. Yeah. Okay. Dude looked like there was a lot of distrust in his ability to throw with the ball by himself and by the coaching staff. All right, Matt, score prediction. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of more along John's thought line. I think Mizzou's got some some playmakers on offense. You know, starting with with Luther. I think the defense was quicker than I anticipated them to be. I thought maybe. You know, maybe they just look better against Louisiana Tech, but I, th- I thought Mizzou's defense looked looked quicker than I uh, anticipated. But I think Mizzou's defensive line—I mean, K-State's defensive line—is is, is going to be too much. And I think um, I, so. Did Brady Cook start any true road games last no. year? He played in uh, our bowl game. Uh, I mean, yeah, which was a neutral. That's yeah. neutral. Yeah. I think that. Um, I think Brady Cook's going to be a little shook, and I think if this game was Mizzou's tenth game of the year, he 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 would have a, a better experience. But I, I'm going to say thirty to seventeen K State, um, and you know, with the possibility of a late Mizzou touchdown for a cover type of thing. Um, the last thing I'll say, one thing I haven't mentioned: K State's kicker had a horrible day, and he was pretty iffy last year. So um, that. You know that that could uh, that could play into thing, um, but yeah. Alrighty, um, I will go with. Oh, let's think of something here. <laughs> I, I do think Mizzou's defense is a lot, like you said, quicker and better. But they also have the seem to have had a case of the early season blown coverages where the communication's not very good yet. Uh, when they're on, when they're on the same page, those guys are actually making plays. It seems like they're fast, they're quick to the ball. But um, there was a few times last week versus Louisiana Tech where a guy just wouldn't get touched. So I think this ends up K State scoring a little more than you guys have projected. I think it goes 35-24. I think it's a little higher if it's, scoring. If it's 35-24, I mean, I'd be happy. And I'll I be think, a good game. I think maybe Mizzou scores like a few touchdowns or maybe a touchdown late to make it look better than it was. I know. I know we're. American podcast and everything, but I'm sorry. I just, oh, no, that's actually my D4 of the week. That's save, a great D4, save your D4, of, the D4 week. of the week. You don't want to ruin that. Uh, but if How nobody else has, get around to that? If, anybody, if nobody else has any game notes, uh, we can go ahead and wrap up our prediction on K State Mizzou. I'll just make one more note. This is what is fun about college football is playing the school that your brothers went to and slash go to and i care more about this game than i will care about any random you know alabama georgia ohio state michigan game ever and so this is the type of stuff that uh 
these games start to go away and you're you're going to have people who love college football and are going to watch the big games, but you start to have games like this go away and you're going to lose people for even the games that are like objectively better, right? Like Ohio state, Michigan last year, that was a good game. Those teams are better than Mizzou and K state are, but you're going to disenfranchise people from the sport. I'm, I'm literally like, I'm talking from, you're going to, you're going to run the risk of disenfranchising someone like me from the sport if you stop playing these type of games and i i hope uh i hope games like this stick around uh because this is what makes this is one of the things that makes college football fun for me yeah and i think and i think that's um i think that's what gets lost a lot of the time in college football or in college sports is like the national media obviously is going to cover the big schools but like it's like it's not like any other sport because, like in the NFL, like you can be, you can work your way up to be in Alabama or Georgia. You're never gonna do that in college football. K State and Mizzou will never, in the next three hundred and thousand years, ever get on that par. So you don't even really care about winning a national championship. You care about beating your brother next door, and I agree. That's why these games are so much fun, and that's why they should start scheduling more of these and less Abilene Christians because God, those are just not fun to watch. Like they don't benefit from oh. it either. They're terrible. I mean, that's a horrible product. But yeah, uh, we can go ahead and wrap this up, Matt. Thank you for coming on the show and breaking down some K State stuff. Sounds like you know more about K State than John. Uh, so good to have Definitely an expert does. on the podcast for once. And for calling me the K State guy, you're literally talking to the one person here that actually is a student at the University of Missouri. So yeah, I was gonna say that John's playing a double shit or a double agent. He yeah, is. I am today. He is. But, I mean, that's why I said it was going to be the war inside the podcast. I I knew it was going to be. This happens every so often, especially when Green Bay and Kansas City somehow match up. But uh, yeah, thanks for coming on, Matt. Yeah, before I go, I I got a couple more notes. So one is that uh, Josh, if Zion Williamson, no, 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 yes, you're done. Yes, you're, yes, no, you're done. Yes, yes, yes. yes. and. Uh, and plays well, you, you got to come down sometime with John and just watch Zion play and appreciate him for the, for the, uh, basketball, uh, uh but that's a little hard. You gotta, you gotta, don't, don't, don't die so high on this hill that you can't appreciate the unicorn that is. I'll Zion come down running. for one game and one game only. There are two games, two games. <sighs> Pelicans versus you- Nuggets to watch the better player play. Oh Lord, oh, I'm joking. God. I'm joking. I'm joking. But yeah. I mean, I would, I wouldn't mind seeing Michael Porter. How does this always yet. happen, man? How does, but, how does Michael Porter get brought into every Kings versus Pelicans? Kings versus Pelicans or oh, Pelicans versus Nuggets? Those are the All only right. two games I'll come see. All right, because okay. I do not want to watch that man play. <laughs> and then I do want to throw down a lock of the week since I'm going to be on the podcast and. I'm going to lock the Bills minus two. I think the Bills go into the Rams opening night and kind of kind of put a little bit of a beat down on them. So that's that's my my lock of the week. Sounds good. Right. Is that Fair still enough. choosable? Is it's that, still is choosable. That yes, it's still, it's still choosable. choosable. Okay. Guess, guess picks right. will not will not. Guess picks farm. can count, but they can't take away our picks because God knows we need every game possible. All right, well, good luck. All right. Yes. Thanks, everyone. Yep. Peace out. Thanks. Thanks for coming on.
Loyal listener right there. All right, let's go ahead. One of the few. He know he knows about lock of the week. He knows about everything. Um, let's go ahead. I know the fans, the the few of them there are, are very much awaiting lock of the week. Uh, and he teased it pretty good. Let's start with Thursday night football. Josh, you better have this out by then this time. Um, it what? is prime time, Casey. <laughs> I was you, hoping no one would say anything. I really wasn't because you didn't upload last one until like Sunday. Um, but. Yeah, this time I'm on your ass. Pause. Okay, well, as but, long as, as as long as John, never mind. Never, never mind. mind. Okay, Bills at as long Rams. As, I want, as long as I nope, want. No, nothing. Nothing. Bills at Rams. Bills minus two and a half favorites. What website are we using, Bovada? Uh, no, I'm using Caesars. Okay. Um, which is on the ESPN app. Um, yeah. So obviously Matt took this as his lock. Does anybody else want to take this? Because I don't want to touch this. I think it sounds like John does because John. I, asked I very much circled this one with bright what's, red. What's the order? Oh, by the way, what are we gonna do for order? It's John, me, you, Jackson. So last you week, guys both win. So last week doesn't matter. Last week does not matter. Okay, that's preseason. Preseason never matters. Okay. Okay, okay. I agree with that. I so think we John, you and me. Okay. Uh, just because for this week, I, yeah. just for this week, and then well, until next week happens. Yeah, I was gonna say until. Okay. So, Bills at Rams, minus two and a half bills. So, John? Is someone writing this down, or do I need to be writing this down like I always do? You need to be writing it down. Yeah, write this shit down, bitch. Um, <laughs> I'm taking the bills, minus two and a half. I, this Lock? is the first thing that I saw when I opened up my phone. Are you locking okay. it? Um, yeah, oh yeah, big time. Okay, um, locking the look. I, I think that the, the Los Angeles Rams, had they come across the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl, would have gotten their absolute shit slap. Um, unfortunately <laughs> for them, uh, Sean McDermott doesn't know how to do a squib kick. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's all that you really need to know. The Los Angeles Rams aren't actually that good. Don't let anyone tell you anything different. The, the Cincinnati Bengals were not actually that good. Um, and, I mean, maybe the Chiefs were, but they were dumbasses. Um, so yeah, that's my take right there. Bills are going to roll them. Okay. Sunday's action. Saints at Falcons. Uh, I mean, I got, oh. I got bills. Yeah, I got bills as well. Of course you do. Cause they're going to roll them. Actually. No, I got Rams. I have the Rams. I, I, I do like the Rams. No underdogs though. Not right now. Yeah. It's not an underdog. underdog. Underdog is three and a half. Remember? I thought it was more than three. Uh, yeah. Three and a half. So, so then you can't have a few. Okay, yeah. Okay. Three and a half or more. Okay. Uh, Saints at Falcons. The Saints are five and a half point favorites. Week one's always hard, but I really think the Falcons are going to be dreadful this year. I, I'm not going to lock this, but I like Saints at minus five and a half a lot. I, I like the Saints this year, but I mean, it's it's uh, the number one versus the number two pick in the 2014 draft, I believe. Mariota so, versus Winston. Winston, yeah. But no, I like I like the Saints this year. They get Michael Thomas back, Alvin Kamara. He's still there. I don't know if he's going to get suspended or not. No. But yeah, hey, give me the Saints. I like them this year. Um, I will go ahead and take the Saints. And I I don't know, man. The Saints were pretty good when Jameis was still around last year. They, they were. They were six and one. They they were. Um, and the Falcons are the Falcons, man. Um, That's true. The Falcons I, are the Falcons. Falcons yeah. are going to Falcon. Yep, the Falcons kind of Falcon. Thanks a lot, 
for one of Tom Brady's rings, yeah, guys. That I will never forgive them for that piece of thanks, shit. Thanks. Go go hang out with D Ford and the We Gave Tom a Ring Club. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think everybody likes New Orleans there. It's gonna be interesting though to see the Saints without Sean Payton. Because I literally have never watched a New Orleans Saints game that he didn't coach, which is weird to think about. But it's true. Yeah. Well, that actually, true. when he got suspended for that, like, but you get the fucking point. Yeah, yeah. You get the point. Um, okay. 49ers at Bears. The 49ers are seven point favorites. I'll take the 49ers. I will take the 49ers as well. My favorite uh, quarterback that might, uh, let's say, I didn't know what race he was until the second he was drafted. Yeah, Trey Lance. That's a very or a specific kind of quarterback, but uh, I, he's the only one in the league where I didn't know their race prior to. Didn't you? Drafted. Wasn't there a guy this year you didn't know either? Uh, oh yeah, I thought Kenny Pickett was black for a while. <laughs> I don't but know how you the, get these preconceived notions. It was like, before draft night. Okay. I don't know, man. I never watched Kenny Pickett in college, so I just assumed he was a black dude. I, I don't know why. <laughs> okay. And for some reason, my name said Kenny Pickett. It's not even. It's honestly yeah, yeah, very okay. white sounding now that I have it. Not that names have any race with him. <laughs> no, not, 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 no. <laughs> All right, just stop while you're Not um, like you hear John Alvey and don't think of a pale white In my guy. defense, Trey Lance, that's a. From North Dakota. Yeah, that. I mean, like, they, they right. were just. They we're, were just stopping to... we're, we're, hey, no, we're stopping while we're ahead. Just, no, we're we're not no. doing any editing. We are stopping while we're ahead right now. Okay. Next. All right. You haven't even we, done the, this game, Josh. I was going to say, you know what? You want to know the second most talked about team last year, according to Matt? Who? The Chicago uh, Bears. Did we really oh, talk yeah. about them that much? Yes. I don't really remember. Under. Fucking dog of the week. The Chicago Bears. The field's dick sucking will never stop. It will never stop. You will suck this guy dry until he's out of the league. And here comes Bears chats. I'm not even going to waste my breath with it, but... Like they are like a three-win team this year, and Josh is gonna no, suck his cock. No, no, they're not. What do you mean? They're, the they're number one right receiver. Okay, Darnell's okay, but after that, it's Equinemius St. Brown, Byron fucking Pringle, and then some third-round rookie. Out of All Tennessee. I'm gonna say this: I'm not picking the Bears because I think they're the better team, but I don't think the 49ers are as good as everyone as everyone thinks they are going to be, and that's my opinion. I mean, it, it is your opinion. You have a lot of shitty ones, but. At, it's I cannot one. wait till the Bears win. The is Bears it at are, bro. Chicago. Bro. Is it at Chicago? It could be on fucking Mars. Like the Bears. Well, no, I just no need to know for Twitter. It is on. God, it is at you, Chicago. Yeah, thanks, fucker. Okay. Yeah. I. How many games do you think the Bears <laughs> win this year, Josh? Six. 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 <laughs> oh wow. Okay, um, we're not going to go on a Bears tangent, but if that roster we wins already, six, you, you already went if on that team wins six games, I'll learn how to do a backflip. There's no fucking said, Here chance. goes Bears talks, and then you went, I'm not even going to waste my breath with this. And then you guys <laughs> no, I'm done. I'm done, I'm, done, I'm, done, I'm, done. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. Steelers <laughs> at Bengals. Bengals I'm minus six say. and a half. You know what? I'm actually a fucking idiot. God damn it. Well, I was just going on a rant about that. But yeah. well, I mean, once once you lock in the pick, you can't. Yeah, do it. I, I have a, I have a way better pick now that I'm looking at lines. Yeah. That's tough. The news is, I think it's probably good that you took it because I bet you the one you have is the one I'm about to take. 
Is it an AFC matchup? Could could we just give you this matchup? Could, 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 could we do uh, that? No, we can't, Jackson. Uh, I'm going to take the Steelers because the Bengals are not actually a good football team. Okay, End that's out, that's outlandish. That's that's a hateful comment that you know you, you don't. The Bengals, the Bengals beat the shitty ass Titans and Raiders, and then the Chiefs basically shat their own pants. They did beat the Chiefs twice. Yeah, and both times the Chiefs. Okay, but they had to have at least done something to beat the Chiefs twice. And both times the Chiefs pulled a world-class pants shitting. You realize they let the Chiefs get all the way to the one and the Chiefs didn't have a timeout because Andy Reid had to use a timeout before he challenged? Yeah, before, no, I remember. I, we don't have to run. go over this game. Yeah, we yeah, don't have so to go over that game. Shitting. Um, we don't have to go over that game. I'm not wanting to do it. Oh, the Bengals aren't good. Okay, I got the Bengals winning. The Steelers are going to be shit this year. This is going to be the first year Mike Tomlin uh, has a below 500 record. I don't know. I don't think they're going to be shit. Um, I think they're. You think they're going to be 500, or do you agree with that statement? I could definitely see. Um, they're a six to eight win team. I think seven is seven, eight, or nine is what I'd put them at, but. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they finish under 500. I like Pittsburgh plus six and a half here. I'm not going to lock it or nothing or or even pick uh, them to be my underdog, but I do like it. Um, Cincinnati is going to be a solid football team this year. I do believe that. But I, I see where John's coming from where they got, like, just a ton of lucky breaks last year. But part of me yeah, – they, they played they, like, every single game they played. But, but, the, but part of me kind of believes that Burrow's the next Brady and he's going to get all these – No, shit. shut up. No, shut up. No, not, 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 oh, not he's going to okay. win seven – I can totally see – Not he's going to win seven Super Bowls, yeah. but, like, come on. This guy, the breaks he's gotten already is so – Yeah, I will similar. say, yeah, like – Then he tore his MCL in the third quarter of the Super Bowl. It's so, true. Like – they kind of the horse. Nobody will ever get Brady's luck move. again, but you know. But the thing that I do want to talk about is, yes, the Bengals had an easy cakewalk. Like you have to remember when they were playing the Titans, the Titans had the ball at the fifty-yard line with forty seconds left, and Ryan Tannehill threw a pick. Like that's yeah. some bullshit. Like you don't see a team have that luck throughout the no, whole playoffs. You know, no, fuck that luck. The Chiefs had first and goal inside the fucking five. If they score a touchdown, that there's like no time left. They're gonna go to the Super Bowl, and Mahomes two plays in a row takes like ten yard sacks. That's fucking like stupidity. To the and yeah, and then who who are they throwing the ball to in overtime? Fucking Demarcus, Demarcus Robinson. Missing Robinson. Oh yep. my god! If the Chiefs had fired everyone, I would have been fine with it. We know, we know. If they would have traded everyone they had for a penis Sewell, you would have been thrilled, dude. You know. Every first-round pick, five contingent first-round picks, restricted fourth. For Does anyone penis. watch Hard Knocks? Like, or no? I don't penis really like Hard Knocks. Knocks. Damn, we can't have a Hard Knocks review. I just think Dan, like, I like Dan Campbell, but I don't think he's gonna work. I don't think he's. I, I don't know. It's just kind of corny. I, Doesn't like, mean you can't like the show. I mean, it's the same shit every year. It's preseason training camp coverage. No, this is, this is funny. They make you like a couple guys, and then they get cut. It's always like, I'm just bored of the show. Shout out Khalil Pimpleton. Khalil Pimpleton. Pimpleton. Yeah, Pimpleton I just really today. don't have the time to watch that shit. I don't care that much. Um, but speaking of hard knocks, we're going to that game. Eagles at Lions. Eagles are four-point favorites. Ooh, I have a good lock of the week, but that's tempting. 
it's interesting. I, I, I kind of even feel underdog the week here a little bit too. I do think there is something to be said about Philadelphia right now, how everybody's hyping them up, man. Everybody loves Philly, and I don't – Jalen Hurts has not lost to a below 500 team. Yeah, but how many has he beaten that are above 500? That's the other thing like you have to say. Like eight last him. year? What? No, they didn't beat anybody above 500 last year. Yeah, no. That's I'm saying he – oh, oh, yeah, yeah. But, no, um, I do just think, like, the Eagles, like, everyone's sucking them off. Everyone loves all their moves they're making – you know, it's like their shit doesn't stink. And sometimes you need to be humbled when that happens. And losing week one in Detroit would definitely be that. And you could Which is why I'm taking the Lions as my underdog of the week. I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. It, it's tempting. The Lions this year, I do have – I don't believe the Lions are that good of a football team. But I do think that they're going to do what they did last year where they really – or in a lot of close games, and they lost a lot of fluky ones last year. I wouldn't be surprised this team was a 6-7 win football team. All right, so John has Lions versus – or, yeah, versus Eagles. Yes, Lions winning. I have the Eagles winning. I really was thinking about taking the Eagles minus four. I am one of those people that are hyping up the Eagles, but I got a better one. Which is fine. Like, Philly's going to be – I think Philly has a chance to be a top three seed in the NFC this year. I think they're really good. Uh, the only question mark I have on that entire roster is quarterback, which is obviously not a good question mark to have. But uh, I just think sometimes when you're this hyped up, when you're this, you know, a lot of people are riling it up. A lot of people are talking so great about you. Sometimes you need that humbling. Sometimes you need to get beat. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Next game, New England at Miami. The Dolphins are three and a half point favorites. This is just a place New England cannot win for some reason. Even with Tom Brady, they were not able to go and win in Miami. What do you guys think? Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm. This was going to be my underdog of the week. I can't even lie. But then I just got cocky and took the Bears. Mm. I like the Patriots this year. Really? Okay. You're you're so kind of polar to everybody. The best off season. You're kind of polar to everybody. A I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say this year, but I don't. I don't think I think the Dolphins are in the same boat as the Eagles are, Jackson. I just I don't have a lot of trust in Tua right now. No, I get and that. I, but and I think there's there's a big question mark for the Dolphins around the quarterback. Other than that, it's like they their team has the weapons, but I'm just like I don't trust Tua. Yeah, and I get what you're saying, and I don't trust him entirely either. But sometimes you don't even necessarily have to trust the guy uh, when you surround him with the amount of talent they have. You're talking about Waddle, Tyreek, Gasecki. Um, you know, it's Cedric Wilson. That's Raheem Mostert. I mean, there's so much speed on that offense. Um, and if he can just Alex Smith it, game manage it, which I don't think is impossible of him to do, uh, I think Miami could be solid this year. And what I look at New England is, man, I, I think there's a huge regression for the Patriots coming this year. I mean, I feel like they didn't do anything this offseason. They lose Josh McDaniels. Did, I was going to say, did they lose anyone? They lose Josh McDaniels, and they, he takes a ton of guys with him. And on top just, of that, they don't replace him. They don't have an offensive coordinator. The guy calling plays you know, is Matt Patricia. It, and and you know who else is calling plays? Who? Joe Judge. Joe Judge, yeah. exactly. Yeah, like, that's, that's a huge... Coach of the year, Joe Judge, to be, to, uh, yeah, coach yeah, to be honest. Shut up, shut up. Def- um, a defensive coordinator and a special teams coordinator. Yeah, it's just like, what, what's going on there? Yeah. Like, what and, the hell is that about? And then also, I just don't think they have a lot of 
Like, I don't think they have any weapons. You talk about they've got Kendrick Bourne. They've got Nelson Aguilar. I mean, that's fine. They've got Hunter Henry as a solid tight end. But, like, do they have anybody that scares anybody on the outside? Not really, in my opinion. And this is a league where you kind of need to. You need to have guys on the outside that put a fear in a defense. And then you topple that all off with Mac Jones, who last year at best was just managing games. He wasn't a guy that would come in uh, and elevate an offense. He was kind of just riding kind of writing the same exact script that Tom Brady did when Tom Brady was very young in his career. Just taking what the defense gave him and not losing them games. So, you know, I know it's a long season preview of things, but it's why I like Miami in this game. All right, next, we've got Ravens at Jets. Ravens are seven-point favorites. Uh, the Joe Flacco revenge game. Flacco starting for the Jets. Maybe. Or did no it get announced way. today? Well, Flacco's starting because Zach Wilson's out. Did it get announced today? Because no, I haven't seen it's, anything. It's, they said he was practicing yesterday, and they'll have an, uh, an answer for him on Wednesday. I, it, okay. A lot of signs are pointing towards Flacco from what I've seen. But I guess there's a small chance it could be Zach Wilson. Even if it is Zach Wilson, though, I love Baltimore this year. I think Baltimore, for some reason, is not getting – I think they're 20-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. That's – Honestly, pretty good odds for a team that was the one seed last year when Lamar went down. Um, I like I like the Baltimore Ravens to win this game comfortably. Baltimore missed the playoffs last year, correct? I mean, they did, yeah, and they they started, I believe, eight and three, and they finished eight and nine. It was that's that's rough. It was rough, and they lost to Pittsburgh by a point. They lost to the Rams by a point, and they lost to the Packers by a point. So, I mean, <laughs> they were literally so close to being an 11-win football team. But without Lamar. Without Lamar. I mean, and and without Marcus Peters, without Marlon Humphrey, without J.K. Dobbins. I mean, they were just the team that got – every year there's a team that gets the injury bug, and that was them last year, and that's why I like them this year so much. And to top it all off, a contract year quarterback is like the best quarterback you could have. And Lamar's entering this season without a contract. Remember the last Ravens quarterback who went into a season without a contract? Guy by the name of Joe Flacco. You remember what happened. You remember what happened. Played his best year of his career. Uh, so I like Baltimore to win this game convincingly. It's the last particularly impressive season of his career. <laughs> yeah. All right. And I have the Ravens as well. So Sorry. Okay. I almost got skipped somehow. The Jaguars at the Commanders. The Commanders are two-and-a-half-point favorites. The Carson Wentz revenge game. The game that got him kicked out of Indianapolis because he lost to the Jaguars. Uh, what do you guys think? I'm picking the Jags. I'm sipping the Jags Kool-Aid this year. I think they mm-hmm. could even win their division. That's how shit is. Wow, um, hot take. Yep, yep. Um, I don't know, man. I think that you got to look at him a little bit different now. Uh, as much as maybe Doug Peterson doesn't light the world on fire and be considered yeah. a competent head coach, they sure. haven't had that for quite some time. So for let's sure. uh, see how it plays out for him. No, I like yeah, I like, I like the commanders this year. Uh, or I should say I like them, but I think the, the Jags are just going to have a, maybe a couple more wins than last year. I don't see much sure. more. <laughs> I should so, have more than three, yeah. I'd hope. <laughs> give, me, give me the commanders. Yeah, this is this is a tough one, and I, I like Washington's roster makeup, and I do think that they're 
going to be one of those defenses again that's at the top of the league with the pass rush they do have. But I like Jacksonville to win this game, man, and that's probably because I don't like Carson Wentz at all. I just don't think he's a good quarterback at all. And I also think Trevor Lawrence this year takes a huge step forward with Doug Peterson. Look at that Jaguars team last year, man. Not, they weren't Super Bowl contending roster, but they weren't a 3-14 and 14 roster. A lot of that team's failures laid on Urban Meyer. Uh, I really like what they've done this offseason, getting Doug Peterson in the building, um, adding some weapons for Trevor. And I, I do think the Jags are going to be good, and I think they win this game. Um, next game, another revenge game. Browns at Panthers. The Panthers are one-and-a-half-point favorites. Does Baker get his revenge week one? Yes, he does. <laughs> um, I'm going to whip him up. I'm feeling it. Uh, and I'm taking the Panthers. I like and... the Panthers, too. Yeah, I think... I can't we'll... believe the Browns. I think we have a pretty consensus here. I, I mean, I don't think Cleveland... I don't think Cleveland, when Deshaun is eligible to come back from suspension will even be in the hunt i don't even think they're going to be close especially in the afc north i don't think they're going to be even in the playoff hunt i think this is going to be a really bad team um they're you know brissette's okay but i i don't expect the browns to do much this year the colts at the texans the colts minus seven give me the colts texans are going to be the same same colts yeah, I mean, I think Indianapolis I think Indianapolis is going to win the AFC South this year. I think Matt Ryan puts that team over the top. Um, the Giants at the Titans. The Titans are five-and-a-half-point favorites. Ooh, I'm going to take the Giants. Why not? Of course. Jesus, you're you're still on it. Here we go. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Uh, no, I don't have any specific hot take for this, but... Saquon Barkley's on my fantasy team, and I need him to return. Mm, so you do have – not a hot take, but you just have a bias. I have a bias. But also, who knows? The Giants drafted well. I mean, Kayvon Thibodeau was injured, but they drafted well. Uh, Yeah, give me the times. The times are, are going to be the same times they were last year. I think – not not a first seed. Not a first seed, but, like, they're going to get – think they go 12-5? and five? They're guaranteed 10 wins. Really? You think so? Do you they see the conference play they play team. in? I mean – they got some tough games though. Like it's the division's not too tough, but man, their out of division games aren't simple. Uh, and I just think I do think the loss of AJ Brown will hurt this Titans team more than people want to admit. Uh, yes, they bring in Traylon Burks in the first round, um, and you know they obviously are a run first team anyway. But I mean, I just do feel like losing AJ Brown will hurt as much as it gets talked about with Tyreek and Devonte getting traded. How much the big of a deal that is, and what. Like, oh, will these offenses be able to perform without them? Man, I feel like no one's asked the same questions about A.J. Brown in Tennessee, and he's, you know, a pretty dynamic receiver as well. And I He's think carried it, their passing game. And I think like, at least in Kansas City and Green Bay, you've got Hall of Fame quarterbacks to make up for the absence. In Tennessee, you have an average to above average guy. Yeah, no, I think that's a fair point. Um also, I think people are just in general like not that intrigued by the Titans' offense outside of Derrick Henry. So. Yeah, and, and you, you got to start asking questions. Derrick Henry's twenty-eight now. I mean, eventually you've got to give him a break of the workload. He can't do what he's done every year. Um, well, maybe he can be a monster. Next game: the Raiders at the Chargers. Chargers three-point favorites. 
Give me the, I like the, the Chargers. Chargers. I, Man, I like Chargers. It, it feels like I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, but I'm taking the Chargers, yeah. I I hate doing it because every year I feel like the Chargers are going to be good. But, yeah, I, I'll take the Chargers. I, this should be a really fun game, though. These two are pretty evenly matched. Um, okay, next game we've got the Packers at Vikings. Green Bay's Lock of the week. Lock of the week. Green Bay's one. Give me Green Bay. One and a half point Green Bay. You like Green Bay as lock of the week. I love Green Bay as lock of the week. Yeah, I'm going to take the Vikings. Um, I think the Vikings will be good this year. I think give the whatever the opposite of the benefit of the doubt is to the Packers because um, they uh, they got some, some things they need to work out. Yeah, I mean this is a test. Obviously, early, it's tough. Oh, I know, I know you're locked, Jackson. Well, everyone's locked in now, so I have mine. Um, I was worried that someone was going to take it, but yeah, no, I I like Minnesota to win this game. To be completely honest, um, Green Bay, man, I just think early, especially the young receivers, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, um, and some other guys are going to struggle to be on the same page and. At Minnesota is a tough one. I know they go to Tampa Bay week three. There's going to be some struggles early, I think, for Green Bay. But I think they right the ship eventually, just not yet. In Minnesota week one, uh, that's a tough task. I do think, you know, obviously when you have Aaron Rodgers, you feel like you can win any game that you're playing unless it's in January. But, uh, I, yeah, I like the Packers. I like the Vikings to win this one. Um, Chiefs at Cardinals. Chiefs are six-and-a-half-point favorites. Woo! Give me the Chiefs. Um, I am. I cannot wait for this game. I. I honestly think the Chiefs might just cover this spread. Uh, I. I think this is a good like first game for the Chiefs defense. Uh, not necessarily that they're going to do well, but get him. Get him into the fire a little bit. But at the same time, DeAndre Hopkins is suspended. Um, and let's just get after it. I'm feeling an offensive. Uh, Masterclass from Patrick Mahomes to open the year up. Masterclass, okay. John or Josh? I sure hope all of that comes true. I really do like the Chiefs. I think they're going to shock people this year. Oh, yeah. They're not like Mahomes is fucking Patrick Mahomes. You could give him fucking the Bears wide receivers and he would make them get $10 million a year because he'll make yeah. them look good. Like, this is like it's just gonna be a different play style. Like you have Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. You don't need much more. I'm very interested to see what it looks like, but I'm very confident to uh, to think that Patrick Mahomes was able to figure out how to change this offense without Tyree Kill. Because you have to remember, we still have Travis Kelsey. I mean, we lost one great wide receiver for two above average wide receivers. I would say. And not just that, you lost an elite wide receiver for five draft picks and yeah, two wide like, receivers. And I mean, and the potential to sign guys like Creed Humphrey in the future. Like you lost Tyree Kill, but it probably gained you about like ten players. It took one year away, one more year of having like the Super Bowl being Super Bowl favorites to probably having the third best odds the next ten years, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It was it was a great trade. We really, we I like that's thing, man. I everyone talks about Chiefs lost Tyree Kill, this that whatever, like. You guys should be scared about Five that. years from now, we're going to be saying how the Chiefs won that trade. Yeah, we're going to be saying how it was one of the best trades the team's ever made. 
like uh, honestly, man. And I mean, when we get to it, but I mean, we can speak about the Russell Wilson contract. I mean, five years for almost two hundred fifty million. I mean, Mahomes' contract, let me tell you. Yeah, we've, we've said yeah. that. And I think we've said that on this podcast since he signed it, that it was like, damn, that's actually kind of a bargain. It's like for that long, yeah, let's do it. There was not a number high enough to pay Mahomes whenever his contract yeah. time came up. So yeah. I'm good with that. But this is my underdog of the week with the Cardinals. Um, <laughs> well, that's awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, look, week one, a lot of close numbers, right? There's a lot of close lines. It's tough to get a three and a half point line from a good a team that's any what. Relevant. Oh, I thought you said I thought you said six and a half. It is six and a half. Oh, uh. that's what I'm saying though. Is like a lot of these lines are close, and the lines that aren't close are teams that are like dog shit, like the Falcons, the Bears, you know, the Jets, the Texans. I don't want to take those teams. At least the Cardinals are the one like competent team that I can take. I don't believe they'll win this game, to be honest. I do believe Kansas City wins this game. But I also have to remember a few things. One, it's September Cliff Kingsbury, which is the best Cliff That's Kingsbury. I've been telling gonna, people. Which you're gonna, the best one you're going to get, even without DeAndre Hopkins. And two, I'm literally hedging this. If I'm wrong, I'm happy because the Chiefs won. And if I'm right, I got it right. So I have something either way. So, you know, give me the Cardinals underdog of the week. Going forward, underdog of the week will be easier. Week one, it's a pain in the ass because all of these lines are within three points, it feels like, unless you're a dog shit team. Um, but moving on to Sunday night football, Tampa at Dallas, Tampa's two and a half point favorites, lock of the week, Tampa. I knew that was your I lock mean, of the week. I mean, it's like, how can, and, and again, and again, I'm hedging because if I'm wrong, I'm thrilled because that means Brady probably lost. And if I'm right, then I'm one and oh in lock of the week. So, I mean, look. And, I can't wait for Brady to get a one-point win on these motherfuckers. For how much he hates me, he will do that. Yeah, I know he hates me. I know he knows me, too. I know he personally knows me. <laughs> He's psychotic, man. He listens to this, and he knows. He knows who I am. Uh, but, look, I don't think Dallas is a good football team. I'll say it. Um, Teron Smith not being there, bit of a problem. To not have your franchise left tackle. Bit, just a bit. Uh, they did not replace Amari Cooper with anybody. They gave them up for basically nothing. Um, and look, they're, they're set to take a major step back. They led the league in interceptions last year. They led the league in interceptions returned for touchdowns last year. That's typically not something you can repeat. Typically, that's just something that happens. Trayvon Diggs is not going to get 11 interceptions again this season. It's not going to happen. So I do think there's a huge year of regression here for Dallas. I don't know why. I mean, look, you're always going to get money in coming in on Dallas because it's probably the biggest brand in the NFL. But I love Tampa Bay here, man. I mean, I think Tampa, everyone's making a big deal out of it. I think Tampa's still a 12-win football team. Cricket. Yeah. Cricket. Uh, sorry, okay. I, forgot that we didn't I mean, I agree with everything you're saying. Like, I don't know what to argue about. No, no. I mean, um, I'm going to take the Cowboys. <laughs> um okay jackson i agree with most of what you're saying however tampa's offensive line is like which is which i think we talked about last week a little bit um it's or, or if not i was talking up. to somebody about this that their offensive line's horrible right now it's not set up and uh there's no gronkowski now i'm not sure how big of a deal that'll be but gronk did have 800 yards last year so i mean it's someone's got to make up for that um i'm just saying if you want to mess with tom brady Take away his offensive line. The dude, if he has to move specifically his, feet, his interior offensive himself. line. I was talking to somebody the other day about this. Is man, the way to beat Tom Brady, 
people always say you've got to pressure him, which is partially true, but it's not completely true. Because outside pressure, edge rushing pressure, isn't the way to beat Tom Brady. He's so good at getting the ball out quick that they can't get there in time. And if they do, he'll step up. It's interior pressure that beats Tom Brady. That's why having a guy like Chris Jones is so vital. It's like having a guy like Aaron Donald, Cameron Hayward, one of these elite defensive tackles is so important is because if you can make him uncomfortable and he can't step up into the pocket, that's how you beat him. That's going to be something interesting to watch this year that Ryan Jensen seems to be out for the majority of the year at center. And they lost, uh, what's his face, from uh, Iowa. Uh, Werfs, yeah. Yep. But that's, again, a tackle. But they also lost Kappa. Alex Kappa went to the Bengals in the offseason, and Ali Marpet retired retired. when Brady. You know, people want to act like uh, Brady retiring and unretiring really didn't matter. There's a chance Ali Marpet wouldn't have retired if Brady wouldn't have retired. I'm not saying it's a certain thing, but dude's 28 years old. It's not like he was old. Maybe he just, you know, figured he wouldn't contend anymore. But, yeah, we'll see how it works out. Um, and then the final game of the week. Um, first of all, fuck you, NFL, for not doing the double Monday night football for week one anymore. They're doing it in week two now. It's I the dumbest shit. I always looked forward to that shit, and you've taken it away. And you've replaced it with just one shitty game. It's the Denver Broncos at the Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson headed home. Six and a half point Denver favorites. This would have been my lock of the week, honestly, if it wasn't for Dallas in Tampa. I think Denver just smashes them. Guys, everyone's waiting to see Drew Locke play the Broncos. Again. Drew Locke's not going to play. He's not he's starting. He's starting. Yeah, but he still plays for the Seahawks. I mean, shit, he's, he's coming back to The Denver. Noah Fant revenge game. <laughs> Noah Fant reunion. Um, Give me the Broncos. The the Shelby Harris one, too, right? <laughs> the, uh, yeah, dude. There's a few guys, but yeah, All Denver. I like Denver to beat the absolute dog shit out of them. Um, and then, what is the, oh yeah, next week is the double Monday night. That's weird. Titans at Bills. That's the dumbest shit. That, that's a really good slate. Titans, Bills, and Vikings, Eagles. That's actually a pretty good slate of Monday night games. And then obviously, um, you know. Thursday night football's good. I going to say this. We needed to talk about this. Is the Chiefs have a very quick turnaround. Now, we will have an episode out prior to, after next week's Chiefs versus Cardinals game, right? And then before the Thursday night game, we are going to be able to push an episode out. But let's go ahead and kind of talk about that. The Chiefs have a very quick turnover from Arizona to at home on Thursday against the Chargers. What are you guys expecting out of that one? Uh, that's going to be the first real test. The Cardinals are a good team, but the Chargers will be the first title contending team that I think we play. Therefore, I think this will be a real test to see where we're looking. Dude, I got the Chiefs laying the smackdown. Like, laying the smackdown. Dude. I am just not convinced that. John, like, I guaranteed you we're, we're we're underdogs probably next week. We're not. We're three point favorites. Oh, dude, we never are mind. That, that three point favorites. Three point favorites are a pick them at home. It's yeah, even, it's a yeah. pick them. Who gives a fuck? That's still three point favorites. <laughs> dick shit. We're gonna give them the smackdown. Okay. The whole no, thing about look, this. Is look, the, the Chargers. The Chargers do have. Look, they've got to play the Raiders on Sunday and then fly to Kansas City which is tough. But it's also tough for the Chiefs, right? Because you've got to play a good Arizona team, and then you got to come home. And they're, say they're flying the same distance. No, 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 We're no, flying no. more. No, 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 no. But this is what I was going to add, is that you will have a little more pressure if you're Kansas City to win this game, right? Because it's your home game versus the Chargers, right? You feel, and look, last year I know we beat them on the road and lost at home, but that's typically not what happens. So you do have a little pressure, man, to win this game versus the Chargers. Um, 
And you also, I mean, look, there's obviously pressure to win every week in the NFL, but you definitely have pressure to beat the Chargers if you drop the first one to Arizona. There would be a ton but of pressure. And we lost the Chargers last year at home, so yeah, there's definitely a like we are, that's in Mahomes' mind. We are underdogs in two games this year. Can anybody guess the two? Right Bills, now, right now. Bills, Bills. We're one point underdogs. And Bucks. No, we're favored. Oh no, we're uh, my bad. I skimmed too fast. We're underdogs in three games. We are two point dogs in Tampa, but there's one more. In Los Angeles. In Los Angeles, we're two and a half point dogs. So I mean, they we'll see. Those lines obviously move a lot. Uh, I'm surprised we're a point favorite in Cincinnati. Um, it's interesting, but yeah, Cincinnati uh, isn't. Yeah, Cincinnati good. isn't worth a shit. Cincinnati is gonna suck this year, and no one's gonna care. Just watch. Okay. Other than and, this, kind of adds. And they got to my, worse. And they got worse. This kind of adds to what I was gonna ask. Other than Buffalo, because I think that's most people's the one they're looking forward to. What is the game you're looking forward to the most in 2022? Peace Bills. I just said other than Buffalo. The Buccaneers. Oh, I thought you were meaning like. No, other general. than us playing Buffalo, which game are you looking forward to the most? Which will be at primetime KC will be there. Primetime KC will be there. Um, primetime KC will make their – we'll be on the fucking Jumbotron. <laughs> no, I'm joking. We will be um, – we're banging the drum. We've been invited. No, um, we're Bengals. We're recording right now. We weren't supposed to see that. <laughs> no, I, I'm actually looking forward to – I really want to beat the Bengals. I want to beat them bad. I want I want them to suffer. I hope we knock them out of the playoffs. Do you want to kick them in the ass? The Buccaneers. Um, because honestly, man, Frank Clark against whoever the hell. I'm is not looking Clark forward to that game. That's the one I'm Frank least Clark looking forward good. to. Frank Clark isn't good, but I know that Frank Clark has he will like try. a deep down actual That will be the game he tries. Yeah, he has a deep down actual hate. rooted hatred of. That is I mean, one thing I will so... say. Frank Clark is a real motherfucker for that because he's just yeah. like me, dude. I swear to God, like he he hates Tom Brady as much as the rest of us. Do. And that's so this admirable, is, man. Thank this God. is probably also the last time that we see Brady versus Mahomes. So no, I've heard that bullshit. No, fuck that. I've heard that bullshit so many times. Every time we play this cocksucker, they're like, this could be the last time. No, it's not the last fucking time. It's going to happen like four more times, and I'm going to want to have to fucking... Well, at some point, they're going to have to say it's the last time, and it's going to be the last time. I know, but they say it every fucking time. Like, the time he played him... I feel like it's pretty likely this is the last time. The time he played him in New England, the last year he was in New England, they were like, this could be the last time. And then when they played him in the Super Bowl, But we won't see the NFC South for three more years. Look, I know, I know, I know, but... Super with, Bowl! With, with, what, with, that, with, with what that cocksucker does behind the scenes. You haven't seen this shit. You, you know, I know you've seen this shit where he was trying to be the, on the Dolphins or he was going to go to the Raiders. This fuck. First of all, this just has to be talked about. And look, we're so deep into the podcast now. Who gives a shit? How is this fuck not in any trouble for when he was a, a player for the Patriots in week two having open discussions about ownership of the Dolphins? How? How do the Dolphins get in trouble for that and not him? How? What the fuck? And then, and then, and then this cocksucker is in negotiations with Dana Pissing White to go to the Raiders while he's still in New England. I am so sick of this bastard. When he retired, I remember we were all together, and it was like the I, I fucking hate this guy. I fucking hate him. I can't stand him. I, I can't stand him. I can't do it. 
can't, I gotta stop myself. I'm ready to punch my computer. Oh, anyone Ooh. who listens 65 minutes into this podcast, congratulations. You I'm gonna put, that's, that's gonna be our clip. That's gonna be our clip for Twitter. You earned that moment if you made it this far into the podcast. We need to get a psychologist to like investigate the the effects of Tom Brady on people. Truly, I mean Jackson, I've had the same fits of anger. Okay? No, that I will tell you, I always hated the guy, but then then it got cemented in 2020, 2021, when he beat Green Bay and Kansas City in the most two important games of the year. At that point, at that point, I knew the football gods actually fucking hated me. I knew they actually like. I thought they were joking around a little bit with the drop onside kick and the D Ford incident. At that moment, when Kevin King happened and then our offensive line did that and let that cocksucker win a Super Bowl, I knew the NFL gods hated me, like 100%. And then they doubled down last year by letting Jimmy G beat the Packers again and letting the fucking Chiefs do what they did versus Cincinnati. I can't wait to see them triple down this year. Can't wait. Oh. Because here's why. You're going to be pissed when the Packers blow it again, because they always do. They do. But um, but Patrick Mahomes. I have, I have Bills Packers in my Super Bowl, and I have the Bills winning. No, oh. here, here's a tip. The Bills aren't going to beat the fucking Chiefs. Sorry. Here's a tip. Here's a tip. Don't pick fucking Green Bay to win the NFC. All right? I don't give a shit if they're 17-0 and and they haven't allowed a point all regular season. They're going to lose to fucking Garoppolo somehow. He will come out of the grave. The 49ers will be down 30 to nothing at halftime, and that cocksucker is somehow going to beat them. I don't know what it is. I, 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 you know what? I do know what it is. It's he sat under Tom Brady for so long. When evil's around evil, it, you know, it creates more evil. That's why that cocksucker is fucking killing me. I, I'm going on rants here, I understand, but this is like a whole off season of built-up frustration just coming out. D4 of the week. D4 of the week time. Week. And I know Josh's. I mean, 100% I know Josh's. Oh, yeah. I... Go ahead, Josh. It is, it is fucking, fucking Brian Kelly and the fucking LSU Tigers. I had some money on it. And let's say if LSU makes a fucking extra point, I would get $50 off 10. I've never hit a parlay that long. It was only three fucking picks. You know how fucking happy I was when that shit happened? And then they do that bullshit? Are you shitting me? How the fuck can you not make a 20 or a field goal? I could do that shit. I don't want to hear none of you fuck say, Josh, no, you couldn't. You don't know how hard it is. Bitch, give me a fucking football. No, I can confirm this weekend I went to the uh, football field. Hit from 35 yards. First yeah. try. Okay, it's but the guy didn't shit. miss it. It got blocked. There's a huge difference. I could fucking block that shit. He let him go past. I at least what do you mean have he let do... him go past? Not like the kicker let him go past. Watch. No, no, no. What? The blocker just let him go straight past. He didn't even block him. Watch the fucking replay. If I couldn't block him, but if he runs me over, the ball has another fucking second to get out in the air. Like, that's the fucking bullshit. Take one for the team. Fucking die. Fucking die. Not not, not, not like fucking die, but like out on the field, get laid out, get a concussion for a week, but just know you did it for the team because LSU would have won the game. They had so much fucking momentum. Josh, what was the over in that game? 50. 50? That's what would have won me the game. I'm, it's not even LSU because they were at 47, and if LSU makes the extra point, we're at 48. Yeah. Regardless, if a team makes a field goal and that's how they win, it's 51 well, you, fucking points. Yeah, I was going to say you could push, but there's no safeties in college overtime. Or, Dude, you know, yeah, I've never no. seen it. So That's but, what I'm saying. Like That's some bullshit. But were you a little nervous they'd go for two and it would end at 49? 
No, I wasn't. I was. That didn't even go through my fucking mind. Because that's what went through my mind. Whenever they scored the touchdown with no time remaining, I was like, they're going to go for fucking okay, But the thing that also didn't go through my mind is because all my other buddies had, like, LSU winning money line. And my buddy had, like, three parlays, LSU winning money line. That's a big no-no. But I just saw Big first, Cat tweet his first out. Day betting. I saw Big Cat tweet out live in all caps. Don't you dare go for fucking two! And I just thought it was so funny because I I knew, I figured you were thinking the same shit, but apparently you not. But what would that have been more painful? What would have been more painful if they went for two and you lost by a point or this? What in your opinion? Yeah, well, this 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 was this way more worse. painful. This is worse because yeah. my buddy my buddy literally said like who's who is legally of age. Like, I wasn't partaking in this. I was not. Swear to God. I, I was not partaking in this. He okay. said he, if he would have won his parlay, he would have went to the gas station and bought a handle of Tito's. And you know what? He would have had a great time. And it's just like, that's, I would have felt good for him. It was his first day betting. And all of his bets were hitting. But, but he had like three parlays with LSU winning it all. Because, they I mean, you would so think back. that they would. You th- you would think that he would. Oh, this is no. a, you guys are you guys think betting is you guys don't understand like what this is how it works. Oh, you want to know some fucking bullshit? Two years ago, it was fucking Bengals Browns, and like I had the B- Browns or Bengals plus or minus like six and a half. I don't know. It was something like that bullshit. And then Baker Mayfield threw a hail mary, and like the Browns won by like two points. It was some bullshit like that. And then they missed the extra points, so then I didn't get to cover the spread. Had, uh... That's like. Who had the when Nick Chubb went? I down? had the Seahawks minus what? Minus four? Minus? Is this against the Vikings? Seahawks minus six. This was I golden. And Doug Peterson goes oh, for yeah. two. No, John. Did, John, was it you that had the Browns and they won ten to seven, and Nick Chubb went down when he had an easy touchdown? It wasn't yeah, me. I had that too. I had that too. But no, no, no. I had the bullshit where Doug Peterson went for two. For no goddamn reason. That was so funny, bro. I remember that. That was a Monday night game. He was just like, fuck it. That was a Monday night game. I remember that shit. I was dead. That was so funny. I could not believe my eyes. I was like, this is not happening right now. (laughs) Bro, sports betting, bro, just got legalized in Kansas. Um, Can't wait till it gets legalized in Missouri, which won't be for a while, but... Damn, yeah. I I mean no, it's a good even... it's a good thing that it's not in Missouri. The woes I'm have already you. begun. The woes have already begun. Uh I my worst though was one time the Cowboys and the Niners, one of them did an onside kick and the team who recovered it took it for a touchdown. Oh, those are those hurt. It Oh, did you guys why? see this past week? He, this guy would have been D4 of the week if not bailed out. So North Carolina is up a point uh, with, I believe, like half a minute left. They're up, I think, I believe 56, yeah, 55. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, Appalachian yeah. State onside kicks it. North Carolina guy recovers, and instead of going down, and they could have kneeled, he returns it for a touchdown to put them up seven, right? Or no, to put them up eight, excuse me. He get the extra point puts them up Puts eight. them up eight, right? So half a minute left. Right, no timeouts for Appalachian State. You're thinking, okay, who cares? It's 63 to 55 at this point, right? Or, yeah, something yeah, like 63, 56, something like that, whatever. Point being, Appalachian State, in like three plays with no timeouts, goes down the field and scores a touchdown with like 10 seconds left. Like, they did this shit so fast. North Carolina's defense was horrible to make it 63 to 61. And they just didn't get the two point conversion, they missed it by a yard. But that guy would have been. But yeah, that that was also insane. I 
I know people were pissed off about that. That overhit twice. That the rare time you'll see that that overhit twice. John, do you have a D four of the week? People who think that the Chargers are better than the Chiefs, fuck you. You're an idiot. I thought that was gonna go with the Bengals, but I. Oh, that in general is just like a lap. And uh, who am I watching today? Stephen A. Smith. Oh. Who's he put as the number two team? Fucking Bengals. Oh. The Bengals! Yep. They lost, they lost players. Good weekend. I hope you know. My, my D4 of the week is someone worse at ESPN, if you can imagine it. Guy by the is name it of Mike Greenberg? Bart Scott. Used to be a linebacker in the NFL. Today on the show alone, today alone, said, quote, these are all quotes, there's no fear of Patrick Mahomes in the AFC West, end quote. Next quote, the Chiefs will miss the playoffs, end quote. The next quote, they always have a drag-out fight with the Raiders, end quote. The Chiefs have won 13 of their last 15 versus the Raiders, outscoring them 455 to 268, somebody responded. The next quote, this is the most outlandish one. The next one, Andy Reid got fired for a reason. A decade ago, like, <laughs> what? The dude is hating to hate, but he's one of those guys that's going been, to the playoffs. Like, what, he's like, one of those guys that's been harping that the Chiefs will not make the playoffs this year. They're going to finish last in the West. And look, I'll I'll come out and fucking say it. There's never been a generational quarterback so disrespected going into a season than Patrick Mahomes. The fact that Justin Herbert, who has not made the playoffs one fucking time, look, making the playoffs in the NFL, Mitchell fucking Trubisky did it twice. Like. It's not that fucking, like, it is hard, obviously, but it's not, like, rocket science, right? And you had a chance last year, week 17. All you had to do was beat the fucking Raiders, man, and you couldn't do it. Like, obviously, that game was crazy, but you still couldn't do it. And you lost to Davis Mills and the Texans last year. That gets completely swept under the rug. They're like, yeah, Herbert, you know, the Chargers going to be a problem this year. The Chiefs, though, I don't know. What? Like, it's just completely disrespectful. I can't wait. I honestly cannot wait. I honestly think it's good for them that they that this is happening. That they lost. That's what I'm saying, dude. The NFL's giving like they're putting all of it right in front of them, and the Chiefs are just gonna smack that shit. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. The I think they're gonna win the AFC. And they're so much better and faster defensively. Like think about this. Last year, this time of the year, right? Week one, they were lining up Ben Neiman. Anthony Hitchens, and then, like, well, Willie Gay was hurt, but, like, third string, not getting many snaps, Nick Bolton. That was their linebacking core, and that took up $18 million of the cap space. This year, they're going to be putting out Nick Bolton, Willie Gay, and Leo Chanel, and that takes up a combined $3 million of the cap space. They're faster, they're better, and it's even cheaper. Like, they have made... And their secondary is deep as shit. I mean, you've got, yeah, Fenton, you brought in Legereus Sneed, you draft Joshua Williams at safety, you've got guys like Thornhill, you've got got McDuffie at corner you just drafted, and then, of course, you've got uh, Justin Reed you bring in, who's quicker, faster, and probably will actually hit people, unlike the the last guy that was a safety in Kansas City who made a lot of business decisions. Brian Cook. Brian Cook, yeah, who really hits hard. And then you, you got guys like, everybody, like George Karloftis. You've got, like I said, Chanel. You've got all these guys, man. I just don't see, like, there's a lot of people that still give the Chiefs their props. I'm not trying to say this is like everybody's counting us out because that's not the case. But 
man, it's like people act like Tyree Kill was the reason we were good. When Patrick Mahomes in his career, I believe, is 4-1 and one in games without Tyree Kill. The only loss was to the Colts where if Byron Pringle knew how to run forward, you probably don't lose that game. So, I mean, yeah, I, I can't wait. I cannot wait. So happy football is back. So happy it's time uh, because it's time for all of the teams that suck for their fans to shut up because between the offseason and about the first few weeks of the season, and they're all so hopeful, eventually they get humbled, and I can't wait for it. All right, well. I mean, yeah, I mean, the good, good podcast, good long podcast today. A lot of stuff we couldn't even get into. Um, but that's football season, baby. Um, we'll definitely be back next week. Check out the Twitter. Um, I haven't even had to promote the Twitter in a long time. What is our username? Primetime. Oh, Cap- across the pond. Cap- no, not that one. Capital P Prime. Capital T Time underscore capital KC. Check us out on Twitter. We're going to post a lot on game days. Our game day tweets are some of the most fun things that we do. Get a lot of fun interactions there. Um, and then also we're going to be posting our Locked of the Weeks and Underdogs of the Weeks there so you can follow along. But other than that, this has been Primetime Kansas City. And we will see you next week.